Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Monday Night Call once again. It is the beginning of March. And how exciting is everything that's going on in Young Living? I just tell you guys, there's so many things that are positive and events that are happening and products that are being released here and there. And, you know, I'm just hoping someday that those einkorn crackers are going to be in stock all the time. (laughs) One of my favorite things. I love those crackers, you guys. It sounds ridiculous. If you haven't had them, you've got to get them next time they're back. So let's get started tonight. You know, it, there is, I've got some announcements. Of course, I'm going to get into the specials here in just a second. But it almost seems like the theme of the week is fear. Um, I know it's like just Monday, but I've talked to a couple people, and fear seems to get people paralyzed in their business or in life as well. You know, we start, you know, our business and we enroll, we get our kit, we're so excited, and we're like, yeah, I'm going to talk to other people about this, this is so cool. And then you start talking to a couple friends, maybe a family member, and you might enroll a few people, and then that voice starts nagging on you. Can you do this? What if people think you're crazy? What if you fail? Like, you know, because then you start talking to more people and there are people like saying no, and then there's people that are like, well, you know, what about this other company instead of Young Living and la, la, la. And you start to get like a little frozen. And that often gets people stuck in their business, you know, especially at any, well, even at the beginning, but any rank. It doesn't, you're not immune to it no matter what rank you are, <laughs> honestly. You know, a lot of people that are like under, exa- you know, silver and under, they think, oh, once I get to this rank, all oh, my fear will be gone, I'll be good. No, it's not necessarily true because new things happen. But, you know, one of the greatest things I can lend to you is this. Well, first of all, you got to go back and listen to that recording last week from Jesse Brizendine. Holy mackerel. That was one of the best calls, I think, ever. Um, I think it's online. I have to make sure Monty got it up, but about fear and procrastination stuff. And, like, one of the main things that he talked about was identifying that you have fear. I mean, like, wow, you know, I have this reservation that – you know, that I'm afraid that nobody's going to show up to my classes <laughs> or I have a reservation that my best friend is going to say no or I have a reservation that all my people and my team that want to do a business are going to fail because I'm new myself. So, you know, that is just huge and, and recognizing and aware, being aware of that is helpful. And, of course, we've got the awesome support of the oils to help. You know, we've got an oil for every emotion you can imagine and uh, if you got the freedom kits from last week, you'll definitely be in good hands. But even outside of that, you know, the, the um, emotional kit, um, the feelings kit is excellent for helping with anything. And just some good old valor on your feet doing it anyways, right? I mean, it doesn't need to be complicated. You know, there's a lot of people doing EFT, uh, AFT and EFT, emotional freedom, but AFT, uh, aroma freedom technique, and there's so many things that are now out there that can help us with this. But the first thing is recognition that, hey, I got a little fear. What am I going to do with that? Am I going to let it stop me or am I going to go and do it anyways, right? So anyways, I just want to do a little tidbit on that because it seems to be coming up a little bit this week. So let's talk quickly about the promotions this month. We have <laughs> – this is such a fun one. I was so excited to see this because I use all of these products and – I love them. And to see them doing like a spring cleaning because we all need 
to be reminded that spring is coming soon. Even though we have a predicted up to a foot more snow here in Minnesota this weekend, and uh, I'm kind of tired of it, and I don't believe it's ever going to melt, ever. So I think seeing this promotion, just the seeing it with the oranges and the lemons and the thieves in the spring cleaning, I'm like, yes, it's coming sometime. So let's go through it real quick. Um, for 100 PV, if you're on Essential Rewards, you will get a 5 mil of orange vitality, which is so delicious. You can do so many things with that. So make sure you're on Essential Rewards. And then when you're enrolling people, ensure you introduce them to Essential Rewards as well because, you know, if people take full advantage of these promos every month, they will get thousands of dollars of free product every year. And I love free products. I don't know about you guys, but most people have a lot that they want in that catalog, and the best way for them to get it is through their essential rewards. So for 190 PV, you also get the orange vitality, but you get a 5 mil of thieves if you're on essential rewards, and you get the thieves dish soap. So that's at the 190 PV. At the 250 PV, you get all of that, plus you get the fruit and veggie soak which you guys, I'm going to tell you, is one of my favorite Thieves products because have you ever, like, taken your produce and put it in a, in a bowl and just put it with water and then put it in another bowl with the Thieves soak and then you look at the difference in the waters and you're like, whoa, yes, you've got to get some of that. Even organic food has some residuals on it that you want to get off because there are things that are approved to be applied to organic foods. So... And there's that, let alone like bug poop and dirt or whatever else is on your food, even if you grow it. A lot of remnants, even when we go to the farmer's market, at the bottom of our pan that we wash our veggies in. So you get that at 250 plus you get the hand soap, which every kitchen sink and bathroom sink should have some of that hand soap next to it. I love it because it doesn't dry your skin like a lot of those, quote, really extra purifying types of hand soaps and sanitizer things. You get the protection of thieves, but you don't get dry in the hands. And then at 300 PV, you get the all of that goodness plus the thieves household cleaner, which I'm telling you, you, you can't once you use that, you can't go back. I'm telling you, like I, I put in the carpet shampooer. We rent the the carpet shampooers and we put that in there. And I remember last summer we had our carpets done professionally. And I thought, well, I don't feel like doing it. Let's have them done professionally and, and see if it's any better than what we could do with a green machine that we rent from Lowe's or whatever. And the guy used it, and he, you know, there were some grease spots on the carpet, and there were some other things, and he was so impressed by the Thieves Cleaner. And uh, it was really cool to hear that from a carpet professional because he's like, it got all, a lot of junk out, but it got some stains out as well that were there that he was questioning. So you get that plus a little microfiber cloth. It's got the wild branding on it and which is super cool, and an oil I love is the Kunzia, is going to be in this month's promo. Now, the, the Kunzia oil is very, in the aroma, if you haven't smelled it yet, it's very fresh and clean. You know, by itself, you can put it with lemon, you can put it with purification. It's one of those oils that you're going to inhale it and go, wow, that is awesome. <laughs> you know, it's just, a, there's a whole story about Kunzia, and I think I did it back on the convention recap when that oil was um, released, and, and there's so much goodness about it. You can research more about what it does and all that. But outside of doing the multitask that it does, 
it is super clean and super wonderful in the aroma. Diffuse it with some citrus or by itself, and you'll have a very uplifting, especially right now when we're kind of like getting all a little spring feverish, right? So those are the promos that we have this month. Very, very exciting. Get those, get those notifications out to your team. Do whatever you need to do to get this cashed in because it's 186 bucks worth of stuff at 300 PV order. Okay, so with that, um, the next thing is that the Diamond Factory training is on sale this week. Um, if you don't have Diamond Factory training, it is something that you definitely want. There's a, uh, how do you want to say this? It's the foundation training that you need for your business. It's the how-tos, the what-fors, all those questions when you start your business. What do I do this? How do I do that? Or how do I say that? What do I do with conflict? How do I get a customer to become a distributor? All those things. How do I do an expo, which we're going to even flesh out on today? It is in there. Um, We rebuilt the website last year because it went down for like, it was horrible. Um, It crashed about convention time and then it took us quite a long time to rebuild it and we released it again in january so right oh, right around the holidays so you can get that now monty's running a special on it it's only 99 it's normally 137 so you're saving i think 25 ish percent off i don't quote me on that i didn't i did the math but i didn't i don't remember what the math was it's like 38 dollars off and you definitely want to get it so go to diamondfactorytraining.com and you can hear my soothing voice all day long with other people that have some training in there. Monty's got some training. Tom's got some training in there as well. Social media training in there. Um, I do a little bit on ads, especially doing event ads. You might like that. So get over there, get it. It's 99. It's only going to be for this week. So and share that with your team as well. All right. So let's get into our topic today. I'm so pumped up. Let me open my little notes here. Let me do this thing. All right. Oops. Okay. I'm just making sure my phone. I didn't turn it off. I did that recently on a call. That was not very fun. So tonight I am super excited because Yvonne Litza is on today. She's a Young Living Diamond. She's also my upline. And I've known Yvonne a very long time. And one of the things that we did when we grew our business to reach into the next layer of people we know. I mean, if we're just relying on people we know to grow our business, we're only going to get so far, right? And in order to expand into new networks, hence calling it network marketing, we got to go meet people. And one of the ways that Yvonne has gone to go meet more people is she's done many expos over the years. And she and I were talking the other day, and we both concur that vendor events slash expos, we're going to use that interchangeably, have changed over the years. And uh, so, Yvonne, I really appreciate you taking the time to come tonight and give us the 411 update as to what's happening out there in Expo land. (laughs) (laughs) I guess you'd say that. Because things are always changing. i got to tell you, Jen, I love – I'm sitting here huffing on on gratitude and inspiration going, okay, I'm going to be talking on Jen's call. i got to up the game here because – and and I hope everybody knows – you are you are the one who totally inspired me when we started on this journey all those years ago to actually do expos because you you were absolutely like the one that so many of us learned from because you you were a rock star and that's how you built so much in the beginning so while it's changed, a lot of the stuff we're going to talk about tonight is actually what I learned from watching you. 
Ah, I'm not going to say how many <laughs> how many years ago. So, so the gray is, hair. I, <laughs> <laughs> we won't talk about that part. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's my it's honestly it's one of my favorite things to help people start with building now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I even it. with you know. It, with as as you know as as you build through the through the time you know it gets to a point where you know in the people at, at you know your your warm market your friends and family or or what I have found recently people moving you know people have gotten transferred people moving oh, yeah. expos and vendor events has been one of the quickest and easiest ways for people to just meet people in their hometown. So it's, it, we, I, we use it in all different kinds of ways in actually building the business. So I, I, find it, I find it helpful for almost any stage of the business that you're in. You, you know, and that was the case when I started because um, not a lot of people know this, but my grandmother was an antique dealer, and my mom and I used to do antique shows once, at least once a month. And that when I started my young living business, I'm like, well, I'm an extreme introvert. I don't have a lot of network. And so how am I going to meet people? And then I remembered, oh, I know how to do shows because I did, you know, antique shows for years with my mom. And that's how it started for me because I needed to meet more people. I didn't have friends and family. I didn't have a big circle of influence. And that a lot of people say, I'm sure you've heard it, Yvonne, I don't really know anybody, <laughs> right? And what's your answer to yep. that? <laughs> there are so many ways to meet people. And, and like you said at the beginning, this is a networking industry. And so we need to build our networks. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what this is for, 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 for people, and, and I'm an introvert too, so for people like you and me, who, it's, it's like this, the, our booth becomes like this little safe zone. And I always figured if people walked into my booth, they were interested. And so it was yeah. this great place to exercise in this little safe area where I knew that people were interested if they came up to my table so they were interested, and it was a great way to start honing the skill of talking to people, which I was not good at in the beginning. So yeah. now, just like you, after years of doing this, it's easy to have a conversation, but 18 years ago, it sure wasn't. So, it, 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 again, it can help a lot of different people, no matter how they're building their business. Mm-hmm. And you and I are similar with you know, I think in some types of the type of the constitution type of person that we are. And so this, for me, at least, and, and it sounds like you too, it's just a, it's a really great way to, um, to, to, like you said, to meet people. I mean, people are coming by mm-hmm. and, you know, and you're like, hey, have you ever heard of oils? You know, I mean, it's like, oh, you come over here and they start smelling, you know, and things like that. Do you do... Um, Big, big shows, you know, like the big expos that you see, you know, with all the fancy displays, or do you do small ones or do you both? What, what have you done uh, over, the, over the years? I have done everything from the biggest of big to literally my local farmer stand of two miles down the road and mm-hmm. everything in between. It really um, – I, I, when I, when I um, approach – 
looking at a, at a vendor event, it's, I look at a couple things. And when I'm working with people and you know, whether or not it's a good fit for them, there's a few things that, that we always talk to. First of all, for me, I have to have some sort of interest or some sort of common ground with the venue that I'm, that I'm going to, right? Like, like you know me, I'm, I'm, I love horses, so a lot of the, the events that I do are animal or horse-related. But like in like my little farmer market down the road, it's not necessarily geared to animals, although everybody's walking a dog in the summertime. But it is, it's local people, so I'm interested in the local things happening. For me, I'm not a mom. I haven't had my own children, so it's not. So for me, going to a, a, a baby-focused expo, I wouldn't feel real comfortable there, right? You know, I wouldn't be in my in my area that I that I would have the most strength talking about young living from. So it's not so much the side. We we worry about that when we talk about dollar and cents and and can you actually do the event. But it's really about what is the venue, what kind of people is the venue going to attract, and is that a kind of person that I that I have something that I can really offer them? Because it's always about serving the people that we're meeting. So I want to make sure that I have the information that would, you know, that would help them. And since I know, you know, my, my passion is working with animals, I tend to stick to expos that are animal-related. Now, I've done everything from, you know, like local horse shows, you know, with, here in Illinois, we have a you know nice little horse show network. Some, some horse shows are, you know, they're, they're, the you know teenagers and and you've got basically their families showing up all the way to last year we did the world equestrian games down in South Carolina, you know with mm-hmm. hundreds and thousands of people in attendance. So we've done everything in between, and I can't honestly say one is better than the other. It really is your mindset of going into it, and and what you're looking to get out of it. Yeah. I found that too. You know, I've done. I did booths at Navy Pier in Chicago where we enrolled a mm-hmm. hundred people in a weekend, and nobody ever ordered again. And then mm-hmm. I did shows in a you know little dirty basement where five people went through. We enrolled three, and they they've been in ordering since two thousand and two. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it never made sense. And I, you know, I wish there was a magic wand, and I could tell you guys, and you could probably too. It's like look for this, this, and that when doing an event, but you're, right? you're somewhat at the mercy of the event promoter, you know. Always, always. That's mm. why sometimes the bigger one, I, I caution members from, the bigger ones are fun, and, and heaven knows you and I have done the bigger ones, and they can pay off in dividends. They really can. They, you know, you can get, you know, 10, 20, 100 people in a weekend. But A, make sure you have a follow-up system that you can handle that many people. Uh, yeah, that was a problem. <laughs> I will say that. <laughs> yeah, the, the follow-up, that's the key. But, you know, when you, there's been small events that have yielded great amounts of people, and then there have been – I have literally dropped 20,000 into a vendor event, and it yielded 10 people. Yes. So, yep. you know, knowing what you're going into, and, and I caution people, I'm like, you know, only only take on what you can, what you can you can afford. You know, don't go, and, and maybe you can speak to this, but I'm like, don't go out and mortgage the house to take on vendor events. And I did that. It, you know, 
I wasn't going to say that part. <laughs> <laughs> not duplicatable, not duplicatable, not duplicatable. <laughs> Anti-duplication right there. <laughs> Don't do what I did. <laughs> but, but, you know, these tw- like meeting, going down and doing the farmer market, it's, I think it's 20 bucks for all, all month. You get, you get a, a booth every weekend. So it's 20 bucks a month for me to go have my table there. And I may meet only 20 people a weekend, but I develop relationships because they come back every weekend. And by the end of the summer, I've invested at the most $100. And yes. I have a whole new network because not only is it people that signed up with me, but these are local people. And so I can start talking about having classes for them. Because for me, that's, no matter what size expo I'm doing, my focus is not the sale. My focus is how can I set up classes to continue once this event is done. Mm. How do you do that? So say if I came in your booth and we're like, yeah, we like each other, we got horses in common, and we love animals, and maybe I, maybe I got a kit. What would you do mm-hmm. next? do the follow-up and help cultivate the relationship with me? I try to ask as many questions during the course of our conversation while you're in the booth. Um, A lot of times in the booth, we'll we'll stand for a long time talking and and really getting to know what, you know, what's your need? You know, where are you at? How many horses do you have? You know, are you at a public barn or do you have a, do you have your own facility? If you have your own facility, what kind of facility? You know, what, are you a, a, a competitor or do you, are you a trainer? Are you a backyard, just you love to rescue horses, kind of like me? Um, you know, so what is it, where is it your niche? What are you like, what are you passionate about? And once I know that, then I will start to ask questions to see if there's any interest in helping reach other people and help them through the kit that you just got. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and that bridge is sometimes, you know, it's, it's about relationships. You know, if, we, mm-hmm. if our goal is only just to sell kits, it doesn't really work in the long run. It was, it's like, well, how do I get in front of those people's people, you know, and, and be able exactly. to help? serve that so when you guys are doing booths what is have you found because I I find that this has changed a little bit over the years and maybe you can help update me a little bit because I haven't done vendor events hardcore in about well since before Fargo so Fargo we we did a lot of booths and Mm -hmm. that's been 2014 was the last time I did shows so I did one or two here in Minnesota but what um well, how are you finding is the best way to collect leads of people that maybe didn't enroll that, that leads to um, good follow-up versus people just trying to win stuff in a drawing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I stopped doing the drawing thing years ago, and I know a lot of people still do it. And, you know, if, if it works for you, I'm not going to tell you not to do it. For me, I don't like anything handwritten because – I, I can't read it anymore. So it's like if I don't do the raffle tickets or anything they have to fill out. So honestly, well, you know, I have the Diamond Factory. And so you have um, well, the animal section. I use that with the promise of the ebook um, to capture their names. Normally when I, when I do a booth, I'm, we talk education, right, because to avoid, to hopefully get away from the one kit wonders that, that, 
that plagued us in the beginning, um, education is a big thing, right? So I always talk about, you know, if you give me your information, or basically, if you would like a class, give me your information, and I'll, I'll send you the link to the free online training we're going to host for everybody at this event. And that's how, um, that's normally how I get their information. A, they know I'm going to be contacting them. They know I have education that they're looking for, and that's why they're, they're and they're, so basically they're asking it, asking for the info. And then the other thing is I do, um, I have used for some of the smaller events where I haven't even like bothered to take my iPad, um, I do use Project Broadcast. I will have mm-hmm. them just text um, um, I usually make a keyword of the name of the event. Yes. You text this to me, and I will, I will send you um, some graphics and then the link to the online training when it happens. Oh, that's fantastic. And then you, are you, okay, so from what I hear there, you, are you doing a follow-up like webinar or Zoom or something afterwards? I like to do Zooms. Um, because okay. they, because they, yeah, I can do the webinar, and so then I can do two, you know, basically two birds with one stone. Um, I can take that class and and live it into my Facebook, um, and I can record it also and send the recording to anybody who wasn't able to attend live. So they can either join the webinar, they if they're in the Facebook group, they can see it through Facebook, or I'll send them the recording when it's done. But I usually mm-hmm. do a basically whatever kind of venue I'm at. Like if it's a horse expo, I will do, you know, how to start using the kit, normally assuming they have a kit, you know, using the kit on your horses at home. Hmm. Wonderful. And those are, um, have you found that doing those are effective? Do you do it as the follow-up? Because I, I would imagine they would be, but what's kind of the um, your consensus after doing them? I know you started doing those a couple years ago, right? Yeah, it's it's integral. I I'd love to say that I have this amazing closing rate for the ones who didn't um, sign up. And it's but again, it's it's building that relationship. It's like the first time I do the webinar for them, I I once in a while I'll have somebody say, "Yeah, I'll get that kit you were talking about." Because you know, of course, I'll you know extend whatever I was offering at the at the vendor event for the for the webinar. But normally, it's it, it's like it, it builds that trust between them and I. And whatever their reason was for not enrolling while they were with me at the event, it's, it's like, okay, well, this woman is really what she's talking about. And I will just, I'll put them either into, you know, I do use Project Broadcast for drip campaigns, so I'll send them every now and then, hey, do you want to know more about thieves? Or do you want to know about the special that Young Living, you know, like when they have a, the the 10% off kit that we get once in a blue moon. You know, that's the kind of info I send to the list of people that I meet at these expos. So it's like it, by doing this, this training, it, it, it makes them feel, it makes, gives them more trust in me, more confidence in me, and it opens up that communication. So they are much more receptive to when I ask them, you know, if I did this, would you like it? They're like, usually I get that response right back. They opt right in for the next step. And then I'm on that, you know, the, the old saying seven to 10 exposures. Then I'm in that step of getting the exposures to closing. Mm. Does that make sense? Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And you know, that I, I, I found when we did shows too, that that first kit, just cause they bought a kit doesn't mean they're in, in, you know, no, you they're warm market then. 
Then they're, yeah, yeah. That, you, you, they, seriously, yes. that's, they're, they're, that's, they're not member. I, I, for me, from, from my mindset, I'm, I'm a pretty linear thinker, honestly. And so for me, it's like until they're on essential rewards, they're warm market. They're members. But they're my warm market. They are. They haven't understood the power of Young Living and the, all that Young Living can do in their lives. Because we know if they really get it, they're going to be on essential wars and get all the all the bonuses that you talked about at the beginning of the call, right? So if they if they under, truly understand essential Young Living, they're going to be on our essential rewards. So I haven't done my educational duties to them until until they they grasp why essential rewards is such a benefit for them. Mm-hmm. And you, most of the time, do you, are you doing that at the enrollment or after you're, when you're establishing the relationship post-enrollment, if you're at a vendor event, so that you can then get them to make a commitment to their health and making a difference versus just rubbing oils on and saying, oh, you know, that's nice smell. Do <laughs> <No>. yeah. <laughs> you mean getting them on essential rewards? Yes. Or, okay. Yeah. Up until up until the first of the year, um, or whenever when whenever Young Living made that our enrollment kit could be the ER, oh, the first amen. ER. Oh, amen. Oh my gosh, but, that's like serious uh, game changer. Totally, totally. Because I and, and it was probably again, it's our belief, right? You and I talked about this. It's our belief that that we get as objections. And, and so it was uncomfortable for me at an event where I just met somebody to say, hey, you should really sign up for ER. Even though I know it's the best thing for them, it was still uncomfortable for me and I probably wasn't real smooth. But now it's like, you know what? You basically, you get 10 points. You're buying this kit anyway. You can cancel if you want. You see the value. And so now people are actually... Yeah, I mean, it's probably about a 30 to 40% of the people that I meet at expos now are getting on essential rewards right at, at sign-up. That's amazing. Which, like, if I got one out of 10, I would have been doing a happy dance. Oh, God, it was hard. Like, <laughs> you remember the days when we didn't even have any benefit of being on essential rewards. It was like, yeah, there's right. a benefit. <laughs> oh, you just knew you were going to get your product every month. That was it. That was it. Like, there was no benefit. You weren't going to miss your check. There were not even bonuses attached to it, you know. None. None. We were pre-bonus days. Oh. You know what I found the other day? I found an old price list that has you – you would laugh. It's got the whole map of how to use the phone to get all your downline what? information. It's a, I'm going to post it in Diamond Factory. I'll tag you in it, you guys, and you guys have to go in there and see it. It's a diagram oh of gosh. the touch-tone system and how it press one. It's got all these arrows and loops, and it was prior to having anything on the Internet. It was prior to a website. It was hilarious. <gasps> I will post it and tag you. Oh, yes. the days of faxing in our orders. Amen. Yes, faxing. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, and we had to we had to fax to get our downline reports too. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it was funny. And and that was a thing. Our, our essential rewards now, I mean, it gets better and better and our enrollment kits mm-hmm. and you know, we have these amazing um incentives, you know, and and the plan it pays so well that in the past, you know, we were 
there was a little stinginess, you know, as, as Compland, I mean, Compland's evolve, and that's one thing that you guys, if you're mm-hmm. in it for the long haul, there's going to be changes because that's the industry changes and the standards change. So, it does. Yeah. It, it does. Yeah. And Young Living has always had and always will have an amazing competitive uh, Compland, but, it, yeah, we've been, we've been through a few changes, but it's always been good. So yes. just, you just have to stay current with the way you're building your business to match the plan, and you'll be okay. Yes, always, absolutely. And this new change with the auto ship, with the, the, or the kit, is, is just, mm-hmm. yeah. I've enrolled everybody that I've enrolled, except for one, since the beginning of the year has done that. I've, they've gone on Essential Rewards. So yeah, it's, it, it, it is totally a game changer. Removing the Social Security requirement and, and giving us the first kit as, the, as, the, as your first ER has changed Expos for me, just totally changed it. Mm. Yeah, now it all the common excuses or objections or whatever you want to classify them as, they're gone. You know, now it's just, no, these are great products. And one of the beautiful things about doing Expos, when you and I did this 15 years ago, people would walk up to the booth and go, what the heck is this? Why would yeah, I what care? Is mm-hmm. What is it? They, no, nobody had a clue, and especially at horse events. They were like, why would I want my horse to smell good? You know, <laughs> it mm-hmm. was crazy. But now people, people understand, and they're even getting more to where I've been told I have to worry about quality. So, it, you know, it's where we would think that that would be, oh, wow, there's, you know, there's so much competition out there. There really isn't, especially when you take five minutes and have an honest converse, an honest and open conversation with people about essential oils, why it's so important to know your source, and why you love Young Living. And when you do that and they feel that passion from you, they're like, oh, yeah, I, I want to I work with you. You're, that's good. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's really, really a lot. There's wisdom in that, you guys, if you really caught that. Um, because people are always, what's the words to say when someone asks, mm-hmm. how is this different than so-and-so? Or, you know, it, it's different because of that awareness. I mean, when we started, it'd be like, this is olive oil and this is essential oil, you know. And now it's like, how is young living different than so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so, you know, and we have to be like, we have to have the right answer to that. But the other thing is it's really about us in our service. So yes. it's really wise saying that, very wise. Mm-hmm. So, um, when it comes to the layout of your booth, um, I'm the queen of ugly, and I'm admitting that. <laughs> it's just, I'm not, I have no fancy schmancy, oh, horrible, like the ugliest booth ever. So your booths are very attractive um, in how you lay them out. Have you found aesthetically some things that are very important to do that if you don't do them, they really, your booth isn't the same. It just doesn't do the draw like you want it to. It, that is, if, if there's a key or a secret to expos, I mean, other than, you know, just praying that you have good turnout, it, it's really the way you lay out your booth. Because mm-hmm. I used to always put my booth, my table out in front. So like if I got a, what they call inline, so you have a booth on either side of you. So basically you have a 10 by 10 space and, and it's a square, but you only have one opening to the aisle. And if you have an inline, it's very, it's 
absolutely crucial that you don't block people from coming in. The, the thing to think about as you're putting your, your booth together, this, and, and you'll probably have to stop me because I get a little bit like wound up on this. It's one of those secrets that when I figured it out, it was like, oh, my God, this is great. So the, the thing you want to do is you want to not give those people, think feng shui, right? You don't want to give them a, a straight shot past your booth. So if you put your table out at front with all of your handouts and all of your bottles and pretties and your diffuser, people can just kind of walk on by. They might slow down, but they never have to make eye contact with you. And they can just scan your table and walk by. And they get all that information as they walk by. The whole thing is we all know we've got like three seconds to catch somebody's attention. So if, if you want to, if you've got a small space, if you've got a 10 by 10, especially if it's an inline, you got a little bit better. You got a little bit more help if it's a corner booth. But if it's an inline, you want to put your main t- table at the back, and then do give some. The thing that I found, and actually, I I thought it was working with you. Maybe it wasn't. Um, those bar high, thirty inch round collapsible tables that you can get for like forty bucks on Amazon mm-hmm. has been a game changer in my booth. I basically now, even on my, even when I do a 10 by 20 booth, I have one long table. The rest of them are these bar height tables that I make little focal points out of. And you can get the spandex tablecloth that goes yeah, over it. It looks yep. really clean, professional. Mm-hmm. If you do that with one long table, even in a 10 by 10 with just one, so you can kind of like highlight whatever product it is you are most comfortable talking about or, or you know, a lot of times people you do the premium starter kit or maybe you're going to do the seed line or the, the Ningxia Red. So you can highlight it and by, do, by making one little focal area, you force them to stop because mm. they can't just do that scan and go. The round table is not easy for them to just scan with their eyes. And so they kind of have to stop and look at it. And then once they stop, if you can get a person to stop, most likely they'll lift their eyes to look at you, and then you can smile. And that's the most attractive thing you can do in a booth. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. How many people have pucker faces? When you walk around, because it, guaranteed when you're at a booth, like you, got, you get antsy if you're slow a little bit, and you've got to walk around. Oh, yeah. Go, and, so like, and if you just observe people's pucker, they get like – pucker catfish sour faces and they're looking down at their phone and it's like what are you doing here then (laughs) (laughs) amen right (laughs) Uh. I I definitely do not I I have to think you know I have to like you you make sure you've got your diffuser running in the booth with something that motivates and you know people are like oh why should I diffuse in the booth Whatever inspires you, because you're the one that's going to be standing there all day, right? You know, so mm-hmm. something that, you know, for me, the reason I, I pulled out inspiration before I got on the call with you, because I'm like, that scent, like, wakes me up. It makes me happy. You know, diffusing orange, you know, orange all the time makes me happy. I diffuse those things so that when I'm in the booth, I don't have that, you know, that, that resting face that's not attractive because I can. And it's not that I'm upset, but I do not look inviting when I'm just resting and letting my thoughts wander wherever they are. So keeping our, us in the right frame and inviting is, like, key. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Do you do flowers or anything foofy like, like that to soften the aesthetic of the booth? I'm not a very foofy person. I know. Well, that's why I'm laughing because her, you know, I mean, your booths are very beautiful. And I just, like, I sometimes will do flowers if I remember, you know, but it's rare. But I know you have some beautiful um, banners you've had made, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I am probably the banner queen. I, I love Kinko's. Um, I don't, um, well, as you know, I have one banner set that I had professionally done, but I don't recommend that. Um, but back to the flower thing, I did buy one fake lavender plant off of Amazon two years ago. I get more compliments on that plant than, I, it's insane. It's fake. It looks amazing. <laughs> Fake lavender plant noted. <laughs> it looks awesome, though. Um, but for me, the one of the things that I, I do, and I think it just kind of, I don't know, maybe because I get bored, um, and they're, they are fairly inexpensive. If, if you go to just Kinko's and just get poster boards uh, printed up, is you can design on Vistaprint or if, you, if you've got, if can't, like I, mine are usually designed on Canva or if you've got Photoshop skills, you know, just pick a, picture of something that is relevant to the audience that's going to be at the event and go do the Flickr or, or one of the, the things that will give you some high-resolution graphics of the Young Living products, put them together, nice little font, and, and print up something that's not any bigger than like 24 inches tall. The, one of the things I see people overdo with their booths is they put too many banners or too many posters up. And then you've just got this wall of color and information that probably doesn't really all go together because none of us are professional booth creators. And it's just confusing. So one or two that we'll just kind of highlight. And what I do suggest to people is stay away from, you know, we all like to verbally fire hose, stay away from fire hosing on your banners. Mm, What's really effective is asking a question on your banner. Ooh, Million-dollar tip, yes. What, like, give me an example of what you have on one of yours. Um, well, when, we, when the Savvy came out, the Savvy Mineral mm-hmm. line, right? You know, mm-hmm. even riders want to look good, you know. And so, so uh, you know, we put a, a real pretty um, um, young rider on, on, a, on the poster and, and said, you know, how, how good do you want to look in the saddle? <laughs> I mean, just, you know, just something fun, you know. I um, love it. it I, I have a picture of a horse laying down with a bunch of, you know, bottles and, and you know, so, so, you know, going, you know, how's your horse's digestive system? Or, or, or no, that was something, something like, does your horse have a stomach? Something that just makes people does your stop. Horse have a stomach? Yeah. I, <laughs> something that makes, you know, something that's fun. If you can get a person to stop and laugh or smile or go, what are you talking about? It opens up a conversation. And that's, mm-hmm. that's all a banner is going to do. You're not going to sell a premium starter kit from a poster. I don't care how good it looks. Mm-hmm. You, but it's all you're doing is trying to get them to stop and start a conversation with you. Mm. That's exactly right. You know, and, and when, absolutely, when somebody's walking by, you've got milliseconds to grab their attention. And if they look at something and they're like, what? You know, you get them to stop. <laughs> You're ahead of the game a hundred times, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know that you type of thing. I I know that um, some people do 
a station with a massage chair or like things like that. Do you do that at all? Do you do oil applications on people in the booth? I, you know, I tried the massage chair for a while, and that was just got to be such a pain to deal with. And then, you know, I'm not a licensed massage therapist, so then, you know, that can be a little weird. So I don't do the station. Um, I get, again, I just get into conversations, and if it's appropriate, you know, somebody comes in and talks about something, or like I'm always carrying around a deep relief roller bottle, right, because it's just the, the simplest thing to start a conversation with. And so, you know, if it's, if it's appropriate, you know, and, and, I, uh, and I ask them if they, do you want to experiment with an oil? Do you want to try one? And they say, yeah, I absolutely do apply the oils. Because once they feel the power of the oils, they're going to want some. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that's always, you know, that's kind of the objective of asking the questions, right, is to start to figure out what's going on with them, to see what need they have that you can fill. Yes, that's the number one thing is not going to sell kits at the show. It's who can you help. Um, yes. When you've got a new person in the booth, you know, do you have them shadow for a little bit or how do you help new people kind of get their, their wings with doing vendor events? Yeah, honestly, I think that's one of the, my favorite things about doing vendor events is, is when somebody says they want to, learn about the business, even if they don't, you know, want to do vendor events, because it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, I think come and, come and just hang out at the booth for a while, because the amount of questions we get, I mean, you know, Jen, I mean, you get questions from everything from why does, you know, what is peppermint good for to questions that we shouldn't be answering, right, and everything in between. And so I'm like, it's a crash course in learning about, Oil, I, I listening to you, listening to back when we were helping Sherry Ross, and, you know, by going to these and just listening to the dialogue between the, the, the potential client and, and somebody experienced in the oil, you learn so much that it just sticks. And maybe it's the way I learn things, but I learn things so much quicker if I hear a story behind it, and this is a story in the making. And so for new people, I think it's, it's great. If you have an upline or, or, or a crossline that you can go shadow and just learn about, you know, just listen to the questions and how they're handled, it, it'll like leapfrog your business and your, your comfort in the business, I should say. Mm, that is, that's very true. Like they say, go learn and watch and do, and it's mm-hmm. – what happens if booth gets busy and you're thrown under the bus and you're talking to people whether you're ready or not. <laughs> it does. It's one of the greatest thing, right, is the person who's like, oh, I don't know how to talk to anybody. All of a sudden, by like two hours in, you, you, you can't talk to anybody because they're like going out there and going, hey, can I show you what peppermint is? Have you smelled lavender before? It's hysterical. That's it's so great. <laughs> that is so true. Oh, my gosh. You know, one of the big burning questions that people have is this one. Um, I know this because I've seen it on the Internet, and I get asked it as well. How much product do you bring? And you and I have a pretty good inventory, you guys. Don't think that – I mean, we have stores because we've been doing this for so long. But what have you found, even for a new person? You know, the question is, what product do I have on hand and how much? And do I sell kits out of the booth 
or do I ship them? What, how, would, how do you advise your new members that are getting started with events with this part? That's, that, that, you're right. That is a million-dollar question, isn't it? Um, I, it, it depends. I really advise people, the number one thing we want to focus on, and this is because I just, I, I hate to say this because anybody on my team is going to go, well, that's not your booth, Yvonne. Because um, <laughs> I advise people, don't have a ton of products. Don't have a ton. I always like, you know, I, I really do say, you know, have a flip care too, you know, because it's just good. Even when you do classes at your house, it's just, it's, people love to have something right away. And this way, if you have the kit, you know, then you know it's perfect and, and you don't have to worry if a thieves, you know, bust in transit, right? So it is nice to have flip kits. But in reality, when you go from, when you go and do vendor events, it's, there's, there's the absolute possibility you can have, you know, 10, 15, 20 people sign up. I don't recommend people have 10, 15, or 20 unless this is going to be your gig. You are going to do, you know, at least six major vendor events a year. Because what happens is you have that inventory, and you are going to be stuck with that inventory. Like, case in point, when they switch the kits on you, when you have 20 kits sitting in your basement, and you're like, oh, crap, now I need to go and put Valor and, and Peace and Calming into all of these kits. So, I know. <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, you know, it's one thing to have one or two and make it a little bit different, but for, for duplication and for sanity's sake, especially when you're new, get yourself a flip kit. That's always nice to have on hand, but there is nothing wrong. And if you don't, if you don't have kits for them to take right there, there's, there's one huge advantage. The question of why am I paying shipping doesn't mm-hmm. come up. If you have flip kits with you, <laughs> you're going to get that question more often than not unless you disarm it early in the conversation because people are going to say, well, I'm taking the kit with me now. Why do I have to pay shipping? So to exactly. save yourself some hassle, yeah. Now, I do say if you've got an extra lavender, if you've got some extra, like, you know, some, some of the Vitality oils, if you want to have a few things, but having inventory has its own hassles, Right. I mean, it, you, you know what it's like to have inventory of things. You, you really do have to manage inventory. And as if you get a big business going, you have to manage inventory and let your tax accountant know about that. I, All that I have of, to do mine. I'm sure you do too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Inventory can be a pain. So in the beginning, keep it simple. You know, have, you know if you've got five, ten oils to take with you and sell, that's, you know, that's fine. But, but then you have to have a credit card you know, you have to have a way to take that payment method, right? Nobody carries cash anymore, by the way. <laughs> nobody, nobody carries cash. So they're all going to want to pay by credit card. And then you have to be able to take care of that. So in the beginning, I, I think, you know, stay with smaller vendor events. You know, keep it simple on yourself. Go with the, go with the concept of having fun and, and connecting with people and keep your booth. I have found, honestly, I have found it incredibly easy when I'm open and honest going, I'm a small business person. I, do, I don't carry a lot of inventory because I like, I don't, you know, Young Living has 600 products. I can't carry everything they have. So we, we set you up with an account. You get your own basically store and you order from there. I'm just here to help you set it up right now to make this super easy for you. Mm. That is good. 
Yes, so that is good. Keep it simple. Just you know, the the simpler you can keep it. You know, when you've been in it ten years and you can, you know, you can carry a bunch of inventory. Great, knock your socks off. But if you're just starting out on this, keep it simple. Get yourself a, a black tablecloth and, and get a little piece of, of nice fabric to have a young living, you know, um, silk screened on, and that can be your table cover. And go to Kinkos and get yourself a nice little poster board printed up. And if, if you can, if you're not creative and you're afraid of that, go. Uh, I can tell you a simple thing anybody can make. Go to uh, um, go to Canva, and they have like wood, you know, like 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 it looks like a wood a side of a wood barn, right? Grab uh-huh. the seed to seal PNG, right? The one the transparent one. Put uh-huh. that over the wood. Print that out on a on an 18 by 18 square. It looks gorgeous. People will stop and ask you what seed to seal. Uh huh. Simple, easy, looks great. Uh-huh. That is true. Those poster boards are so I, – I, I, the first time I ever did them was like in 2005 or six, and I was like, wow, why did I do this here? I mean, those, any of those places that, you know, like you said, Kinko's, you know, they'll do them, and they come out, and you look at them, you're like, I made that? You know, you're kind of yeah. impressed with yourself, you know. Like, I'm awesome. Yeah, it's like, wow, this looks professional. I look like I have a business. <laughs> this looks professional. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, do you find and, that and, talking – go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, I didn't mean to – and God knows, you know, when you and I started, we didn't have the Flickr account with Young Living. I mean, we were no. – some of our graphs, Oh, my gosh. You know? <laughs> if you guys saw some of the stuff I brought to booths, I threw them away. I had some pictures I took – with remember our phones were not like cameras at the time we had no. cameras and and I took pictures and I laminated those and hung them from the the booth with hooks and it was a two-sided laminated blown up picture with bad lighting and I hung those and yet the, you grew like crazy doing that right it does it's <laughs> so funny just get out there, right? Make a mess. Ugly yep. booths still win. I will say they do. They 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 also are good. Um, yep. So what, um, how have you found, I found when we would do shows, other vendors were often great uh, clientele. Oh, yeah. Have you found that to be true? And, and, and kind of give a little 411 tips for people on networking with vendors. Oh, sometimes, you know, everybody's afraid of a slow show. And I'm like, sometimes a slow show is going to be your best show because you're going to network with the vendors then. Sometimes the, the busiest shows when you're too busy to get out of your booth is you're, no, you're not going to have a chance to meet anybody. Do you have the greatest gift to all of your fellow vendors, right? Walk around with Panaway, Valor, Deep Relief, Stress Away, and walk to booth to booth and just have genuine conversations. Everybody there after, two, after, after a day wants to talk to somebody besides trying to sell them a product. They do. It's just like, you know, I'm like, I'm tired of selling myself. Let me just talk to another vendor. And so you have things that will help them. And, and once you've been through, Jen, you know this, right? You go to a, a few vendors and you start to know each other, they're going to be coming over to your booth and they're going to bring people. Oh, oh, you, you come over here. She's going to put peppermint on your back. You're going to feel like a new person. And, and the vendors are great for helping each other out that way. And some of the, and the vendors have been, been amazing contacts for getting into different events. So not only do they become clients, most, 
most of the vendors now that I've, you know, that I've seen throughout the years, you know, they're, they may or may not even be in my team, but they know Young Living and they, and they, they edify us because a lot of Young Living booths, people who do booths, really do it with integrity. And so they edify us to, to even people that are just walking by their booths who have a Young Living package. So, you, you know, go out and talk to the other vendors. I, ha- I have one um, member, she, she comes, and her goal is, I mean, she brings some of her people to come and help in the booth, and, and she goes out to meet the other vendors. She doesn't really help me in the booth much. She's like, I'm going to go and talk to see what's going on and see who's new, and, and I'm going to go network with the vendors, see if I can help, see if, you know, anybody has, doesn't know about Young Living and see what else is going on out there that I can learn about, you know, another event from. There's so many opportunities if you get out and just have great conversations with the other vendors. That's a golden tip, especially if you're getting started or you're new to an area. We did that in Fargo, and we would get into one show, and we would just walk around and ask, hey, what other shows are you, you know, have you found to be good? Mm-hmm. Or, and you'll have like a list. And then, of course, then you can exchange phone numbers and you can be yep. like, oh, can I email you? Yeah. And you start like this whole thing happening, you know. <laughs> it, it's awesome. It is some of, some of the, my best classes that I'm doing are from vendors and clinicians I met years ago. And, and we still have relationships, and, and they're not even doing these vendor events anymore. And, and we still yeah. have great relationships, and, and it's ongoing. Yeah, absolutely. Because so, those people are entrepreneurial, right? Yep, they're there. <laughs> they are. I'm, I'm not looking at them to come and join me in Young Living as a business. That's not what I'm looking for. When I, when I go talk to them, I don't say, hey, do you want to ditch what you're doing and come join me? You know? Yeah. I mean, ditch no. <laughs> you know, I respect what they're doing. And, and, I, and, and we have a conversation based on how can I help you. And, that, and normally they're going to want to know how they can help us. Mhm. Yes. Yes and yes. It's like go make friends everybody. Just make friends. <laughs> Be normal. <laughs> oh yeah. That's so true. You know, true. I I did have to be told that in the beginning. Go out and make friends and be normal. Oh, okay, I'll try that. You know. <laughs> I, well, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but I'm an introvert and and putting myself out there is very energy consuming. I will say that. Mm-hmm. And uh mm-hmm. I don't you know, I I know your background and what you did prior to leaving Young Living or leaving your previous career and then doing Young Living full time and uh party planner was not what we did previous to Young Living. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> You know, I, so I didn't like, even invite people over until I was in Young Living. <laughs> I know. What do you mean? I've got friends now. You know, <laughs> I gotta be social. I get paid. Hey, we get paid to be social and friendly. Hello. <laughs> it is the world's best job for an introvert. Absolutely. Uh, personal growth one hundred and one. And these booths, they will put you out there. I mean, you you know. And mm-hmm. one of the things I'll add. And maybe you've got some tips, but and then we'll wrap up here because we're already <laughs> poof. The hour is gone. But one of the things oh, I do want to—I know, I know—it's like it's crazy. So listen to this, you guys. One of the great because I'm extreme introvert, like extreme, like social anxiety type of introvert, and I found that it's really important 
to make sure you have enough water, that you plan a couple mm-hmm. breaks, that you have food that you bring in that's healthy because those vendors' places don't have healthy food, and mm-hmm. make sure you're using your oils where I wear only Birkenstocks and get some compression socks and wear your compression socks. So, Amen. Do you have anything to add to that for self-care? Because those are my top ones. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, and I, and I think it's a blood sugar thing for me. I, I don't know. But when we, the sleek shake or mm-hmm. the protein complete, mm-hmm. if I, I will, I'll have a decent breakfast as decent as I can on the road. And then during the day, I have like two or three of those with either cinnamon or lavender. Lavender does not taste good, guys. It's not, I'm not using lavender because it tastes good, but it helps the throat because you talk so much. And so mm. I have to do that. But the, since I've had the sleek shakes, and that's normally what I take because it's in the packet, it's just so easy. So since we've had those, I have noticed just night and day, if I forget to pack those, I'm like done by 2 o'clock. I'm like, I can't talk to anybody else. I can't think. I'm, not, I'm just worthless. If, when I have that and I drink that throughout the day, it's a game changer. I have energy all day. If I put lavender or cinnamon bark or anything, you know, any of the oils in there, my voice stays strong all day. It's amazing. I love it. Mm. That's a really good tip because it does happen. You lose your – I mean, you're talking sometimes from 9 or 10 a.m. <laughs> until 4 or 5 p.m. If that's just mm-hmm. you know, the whole – you could be – I mean, you're there to talk. I mean, you, know, you definitely want to talk <laughs> and to protect your voice and – have lozenges and some, you know, something with the lavender, and yeah, be be aware and take care of yourself because mm-hmm. there was many years I was really stupid and I didn't bring food and I ate like crap at the show and I was it, I really suffered. My adrenals really cashed out because of it and it was mm-hmm. stupid. You know, I would just I would never leave the booth. I wouldn't take a break and. I suffered because of it, and now it's a different, um, you know, thing. Yeah. We've got so much more and even in our products for that. So, yeah, Whew, so good. Okay, so let's wrap up. Is there, are there any tips that you have for people before we finish that you're, you're, is on your heart about these shows before we finish? you want to tell them anything? You know, I, have fun with them. I think that's – people will sometimes just stop at the booth going, you know, it, Work with, bring people into the booth with you to work with you if you can, if you've got teams or cro- even cross lines, whatever, that you would just enjoy being around. I've had people just stop because they, they, we were laughing and having a good time, and they just love that energy. And the more inviting we make, I mean, great-looking booth, ugly-looking booth, the most important part of a booth is the people manning the booth. And if, if, you've, got, if you've got fun energetic, welcoming people, you're going to do great. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Oh, and have a desk reference. Always oh, have, have a desk a... reference. <laughs> yes. yes, yes, and yes. Oh, my gosh, I got five million more questions about this, but we'll, we'll finish right now because I'm sure that was plenty for people, and they're super excited with all this good info. Um, a lot so. good turnout tonight. So. And like I told you, I, you guys, I, the reason why I'm doing calls is because it seems like there's more people coming to the calls than when we were doing webinars. And so this is also easier for us to upload to SoundCloud, but that's not the reason why we've gone back to calls. It's because you guys like calls better. So, hey, rock and roll on that. I really, I'm, I don't care. Whatever you guys want to do is what I will do. Right. So, uh, well, thank you so much, Yvonne, for coming and taking the time to, to do this with me and for everybody that listens, you know, this 
this gets downloaded a couple thousand times in the four weeks after the call. And uh, so it goes out and helps many, many people. You know, I, when I see people at large events or convention, I'm always getting stopped in the halls and th- getting thanks uh, from people who mm-hmm. these calls were a very important part of the growth in their teams and themselves. And so, you know, what, what you know, the Monday night guests really do matter. And um, I really appreciate you taking the time to do that. So let me go ahead and open the line so everybody can say good night, everybody. Thank you. 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 Thank